y'all need to record a podcast. I need to record a podcast. Are you saying we should record a podcast? Uh, yeah, wasn't that clear? Yes. <laughs> to you? Uh, we're a mumble, mumblecore rap group now, uh, so if you've you've missed out on the news announcement on Instagram, this is now a mumblecore rap group podcast. Nigga, the real Nigga, audacity. That's right, I did have to reinstall Audacity because it kept crashing the last two episodes I edited and it took me five hours to edit them instead of the one and a half it usually does. And that's the way it was. Folks, hey, if you've never listened to this before, welcome to episode 99 of the Trelure Blazures, also known as the Dumb Dudes Podcast, and I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Ben Moon. And I'm the other one, uh, Nick Kelly, I believe. Uh, you, you sound uncertain. I'm never quite sure what's real or what isn't. Welcome to the Matrix. I, I don't know what's going on. It's episode 99. We're still up to our old tricks, I guess. Well, we'll see you folks in episode <laughs> two, not, 2099. That's right. <laughs> this has to be one of the dumbest podcasts you listen to if you're listening to this. Yeah, it's probably true. But you're still listening, aren't you? We we have more return appeal than your uh, your true crime uh, solving podcasts because we're less depressing. We are, and it's and there's always something new. And hey, it may be new boogers, but at least it's new. This intro is terrible, and it, <laughs> but it is keeping you from the booger trailers. So don't get too mad at us. Not our strongest intro. <laughs> No, we're tired. It's Thursday. We usually record on Fridays. I got to go to a wedding on Saturday. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I was out at a job site today. I'm, I'm riding. So my new job, I'm riding around with these crews, and uh, basically doing general labor with them to sort of understand the way that this this stuff works at at, at my job. And so it's. Uh, I'm pretty tired, honestly. But you know what? I'm here to bring you. A close amalgamation to entertainment. Speaking of amalgamating entertainment, what did you watch this week, Ben? What we done had watched this past week. Well, I watched Spectre. Like I said, I was. I mean, like I've been saying for a while now. I rented it with my Google Play credit and watched it, and it was good. Um, yeah, this is a, a divisive Bond movie. A lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it was good. I don't know what would be divisive about it. It seemed like a Bond movie. To me, it felt the most like a throwback Bond movie of all of the Daniel Craig ones. Maybe so. Because it, ha- it had a lot of gadgets and it had like Blofeld in it and stuff, you know, yeah. a classic Bond villain. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought it was good. I liked it. Uh, I liked it better than Skyfall. I... In my memory, I liked Skyfall the best upon watching them, so I have to rewatch them. The reason I didn't really like Skyfall was the the end is like some action movie rather than espionage. I'm just like, this isn't. Why is this in here? This doesn't seem like Bond. I know Casino Royale is the best one, but like, I just I must have been taken in by the action of Skyfall. Maybe, maybe so. Uh, I watched Gundam Three uh, from nineteen. I want to say it's 1982. Um, it is better than Gundam 2, I'll tell you that. But uh, and there, there's some like weird antiquated parts in it where it's like this probably would not be. I'll just go ahead and say there's this scene where this like they're the good guy's ship, and this woman is talking or something, and, and this dude just comes up and slaps her in the face. 
I've seen gifs of that on Instagram. Uh, Rahul Kohli was watching that episode, and he did like a he videoed the screen, and then the the camera flipped around, and he was he was making a face. Yeah, that, I mean, I probably made the same face. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, he like looked at the camera like uncomfortably, like Jim from the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was weird. Um, also, some of the um, the like spacesuits or whatever it looked like Kang the Conqueror in it. Yeah, yeah. I think you sent me a picture of that. Well, I, no, I, I think. Well, I think. Oh, I think I did. Yeah, and I put it on my Instagram story too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so then I I did something interesting. I well, I don't know. If this isn't interesting. Who cares? But I I after watching Gundam three, I immediately started watching Mobile Suit Gundam Char's Counterattack, which is a continuation of that storyline. Um, but it was made like uh, six years later, and it was like going from SD to HD. Yeah. The animation, it was like, oh, wow. It was a huge jump in the animation quality um, from those two movies. I recently watched the Toy Galaxy History of Gundam, so I'm actually keeping up with this conversation because he went through all of it. Yeah. Uh, and then I and then I started watching the series Mobile Suit Gundam Zero Zero. Um, I am in a huge Gundam mood right now, I got to tell you. Well, you did go to Hobby Lobby and clean them out. I, I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> I also found out that Target sells Gundam models now. So, like, now I may be going up to Target. I don't... I got a problem. I was looking at them at Target this Were week, really? too. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I didn't buy any. I bought a, a a little Athena from Eternals Marvel Legends so I could have a little Angelina Jolie on my desk. Angelina Jolie. Angelina. Well, that's... Uh, that is fun. But, that, but that's uh, really all... Oh, and I, I continued watching Cowboy Bebop as well. Well, branching off of that, I started watching Cowboy Bebop. A thing that people have been telling me to watch for 20 years. And I get it. I get why people were telling me to like it. It's kind of exactly my my style of thing that I like. It's, it's like a space western, like Firefly, which is my favorite yep. thing. Uh, I like all the characters. Uh, I especially like Ayn. There's one scene where they're trying to get him to eat bean sprouts, and he's just looking up at the at, at Jet, <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, eat them. They're healthy." And it's just like this dog staring at. It. It's the funniest scene ever. So anyway, I like Cowboy Bebop. I watched Gattaca with Ethan Hawke and Jude Law. I know people have been telling me to watch that, including people me. Who listen? Yeah, you and other listeners to this podcast. Uh, when I mentioned I hadn't seen it before, and I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Uh, Ethan Hawke always turning in these good performances. Jude Law never disappoints, except for Alfie, two thousand four. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, did, did it make you ahead think? Of its time. Did it make you think? Well, I I don't usually think very much so it didn't really make me think but i enjoyed it um i watched the entirety of the paramount plus adaptation of stephen king's the stand <clears throat> not a good adaptation ben i mm. see i was excited for this one because the stand is one of the better stephen king books yeah uh, is it zombies or vampires or something n- no there's no monsters really except for one and it's sort of like good versus evil like, there's the the good people in the good camp, and there's the evil camp that's in Las Vegas. And uh, there's, like, one supernatural bad guy and one supernatural good guy. But it's a it's a character-based thing, the book is. But this, this adaptation, despite having a really good cast, 
I think it was too close to the source material where it largely depended on you having read the stand because they didn't really do any character things. They hit only the major points of the book. It's like someone had a box full of cliff notes and they dropped them and they scattered them out of order because also this timeline was all like out of order. The book is chronological and this was structured like lost kind of, but in a way that didn't work at all. Just wasn't a good adaptation, despite the good cast. Boo. Yeah, and uh, I've been. I watched the. I just watched the uh, season finale of Star Trek Lower Decks on Paramount Plus. Uh, if anyone even remotely likes Star Trek, Star Trek Lower Decks is one of the greatest cartoons of all time. It's very very funny, oh, wow. and I don't even get half the Star Trek references. Okay, well maybe I'll check it out. It's real good. You don't have to, like, know... Because I don't know Star Trek. Like, I don't know Star Trek. I know Star Trek Voyager, and that's it. But it's just really funny. And uh, the animation is really good, which a lot of times the animation being good is good enough for me, but it's actually really funny. And I like all the characters, so I recommend Star Trek Lower Decks. Okay. Well, I probably would get a lot of those Star Trek jokes. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, if you get the Star Trek jokes, it's probably a million times better. Oh, real real quick though, get question for you about Cowboy Bebop. Um, do do you get like a very '90s vibe from it? Oh, totally. Yeah, it, it's a, it. Well, it it reminds me of being at my grandma's house in the '90s, watching like cable at her house, Cartoon Network, and having ads for it on Adult Swim or what Toonami or whatever it was, not Adult Swim. So it gives me those vibes of being at her house in 1998. Dude, how awesome would it be to have a version of Cowboy Bebop where you could see the actual commercials that played when it was on TV? You could probably do that yourself <laughs> if you, because they always have those '90s commercials things on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It, I saw one of those the other day, and I was like, I spent most of the '90s trying to figure out a way of getting away from these, <laughs> and now nostalgia makes me want to watch them. <laughs> that ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> But but here you but there you are there you were there I am but therefore goeth goeth I um hey let's talk a little bit about this here new news this is the dumb dudes news network we got a a big chunk of news this week in that the character in Guardians of the Galaxy of Adam Warlock was teased at the post-credit scene of Guardians Volume 2, it has been cast. And the guy who's playing him is Will Poulter, who people may remember from Midsommar, or that meme where he says, you guys got paid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Wasn't he also in Maze Runner? Yeah, he's in Maze Runner, but I never saw those. And I think he's in Dope Sick on Hulu, Missy said. Dope Stick? Dope Stick, yeah. <laughs> uh, with Michael Creighton. Michael Creighton. So that's weird. That seems weird casting to me. Yeah, I think everyone sort of had that reaction. Here's the thing is, is I trust James Gunn. And so when I saw it and I was like, that seems weird. And I said, well, I'm wrong, though, because James Gunn is right all the time. I do trust James Gunn, and I don't. See, that's the thing. I don't have strong feelings about this kid, really. He seems too young to me to be Adam Warlock, but I'm an old guy, so what do I know? 
See, the, that's what someone said something about casting someone for Adam Warlock, and they were too old. And James Gunn's like, he's like newborn. He just came out of this birthing pod. He's like, he has to be a younger guy. And so that's sort of been in my mind when he was talking about casting, because he said someone else was too old. Yeah, I guess that makes sense in light of the MCU. Yeah. The setup. I mean, he's not he's not going to be normal Adam Warlock. He's not going to have the Soul Stone in his head. Right. So, you know, yeah. they, they're, he's going to be a different type of adam warlock but james gunn i trust him so adam warlock has been cast what if he has a soul stone from the tvu well the tva has soul stones uh but those are paperweights don't you patronize me (laughs) (laughs) i'll patronize whoever needs to be patronized when they need to be patronized sir but I'm tired. I've had a long day at work. Ooh. I'm also tired. I had to call someone on the phone today at work, which is... Oh, no. The worst thing that can possibly happen to me. <laughs> Plus, I already took my melatonin. Oh, shoot. By the end of the podcast, <laughs> Nick will be asleep. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there. The, uh, the other piece of news we have here is Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 2, which I didn't know existed, is coming out November 23rd. Yeah, so Revelation's only five episodes, but it turns out it's a ten-episode season, and they just split it into two chunks because they needed to finish some parts off. So the next five episodes comes out November 23rd, so we'll get uh, a little bit more of that there. And I'm going to watch it probably all at once because it's only five episodes. (laughs) I'll also watch it too. I love the animation. It's The animation is so good. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like... I like how everything looks like the toys because some of the in the Funimation the original series some of the characters like Clawful didn't look like the toy of Clawful and that upset me greatly as a child (laughs) well they're making up for it I guess maybe yeah yeah all right folks uh let's talk about uh, the question times The Questions Times. So this week's The Question Times is what movie, and this is actually from last episode, I think you said? Yeah, at the end we talked about this. Yeah, so the question is, what movie or series has the dumbest or most convoluted story in your opinion? And this is not like you think it's a bad movie or like a bad book. It's, It's that the continuity itself is either hard to follow or just doesn't make any sense. So like... My answer for this is Westworld. Uh, Westworld is so complicated that you have to like be a, a Westworld scholar to follow the plot of season two. Either that or I'm really dumb. Because I could follow season one just fine. But then season two had some sort of like... They were sometimes in a computer, I guess. Which I never caught onto at all in the season. And like if it was in widescreen they were in a computer or something it was some nonsense going on with that and it was like this is bad uh, like i stopped watching it towards the end but it, yeah westworld you didn't miss much um yeah i agree with that I, I think you're absolutely right it's when you just when you struggle to follow along it's that's not fun we're trying to veg out we're trying to turn our minds off a little bit you know yeah so um i you know i said i had mentioned uh, Transformers, the movies being just absolutely, and that is the the clear choice. The uh, obviously the winner. It's it's unreal, but I'm not going to make that my answer now because we talked about that already. Uh, so I'm going to say Tenet. Oh, I haven't seen that, but I heard this from you because I told you I didn't care about spoilers. Yeah, it 
it makes no sense. It's so convoluted. It's unfollowable. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. Uh, and you can try to explain it to me and, and try to try to backflip mentally and make it work. And, and that's fine. You can do that. I will not listen to you because I know that it doesn't. Okay, so bye, Tenant. You, we done here. I keep seeing it on HBO and it's like, I could watch it for free and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty clear indication that you really don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. When there's no barrier to entry, you, it's literally one click away of the remote. And a lot of times when I'm bored, I'll just literally sit on my couch and, like, stare. Like, I don't do... Like, sometimes I get paralyzed by choices, and then I can't make a decision on what to do. So a lot of times I end up doing nothing. And so I find that preferable to, to watching Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks... Write into us. Let us know what movie or series has the dumbest or most convoluted story in your opinion. And we'll let you know later in the show how to get in touch with us. We will, but it's it's a secret, so we won't tell you till later. We, we can only reveal secrets at a certain point of the show. Everybody knows that. That's true. Everybody knows. Um, all right, so let's talk about these, these here. New, new. New. New, new. New, new. Trailers, folks, we have an Adele Baker's Dazine. Yeah, it's an unlucky number for an unlucky amount of trailers for things I don't want to watch. There's a couple things in here I will watch. One thing I'm extremely excited for, and a bunch that you couldn't pay me to. (laughs) This uh, This is Booger City. You know, actually, I there's not a single. This is probably a bad uh, preface here, but there's not a single thing on here that I want to watch. Well, there is one thing I want to watch, and it's not something new. No, that was the second one. Yeah. So the first one here is something called a magical journey. Yeah. So this is Polina, an 11 year old girl, embarks on a magical journey of the titular magical journey. Uh, to find the truth about her past and family. This guy, Jean Reno, you remember him from The Da Vinci Code and Godzilla, and Leon the Professional. Uh, I never heard of most anyone else in this. Because they're French. Because they're French. This is a French movie. It's uh, It looks like a 90s kids movie. Like It looks like Matilda, kind of. Like That's the vibe I get off it. To me, this is this is like a bunch of these kids' stories mashed together, like kids' horrors or like weird, like um, what what's that weird kids' show with Doogie Howser? Oh, uh, Lemony Snicket. Lemony Snicket. This is like Lemony Snicket mixed with a, a clock in the walls of the house, you know, this kind of stuff. This movie that's coming out where they got to write a they gotta write a scary yeah, the story. Jessica Jones one. Yeah, you know, like who who cares about this? And it's not meant for us. I mean, I guess if you're a kid, you might be excited for this. But a lot, I think a lot of these kids, if they say, "Ooh, I want to see this," they're gonna be in for a shock when they when it's dubbed. They're like, "Why does their mouths not match the the words that they're saying?" <laughs> these darn kids today, they're all on their screens too much. <laughs> yeah, go outside and play with sticks. Go out and touch grass. Make mud pies and stuff. <laughs> Go play in a sandbox. As I look at two different screens. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or lay on the couch staring at nothing and doing nothing. I do that a lot, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, yeah, not for us. We don't care about it. Who cares? Uh, a second trailer here is Scream 5. 
Yeah, so this is the fifth Scream movie, as you couldn't figure out by what Ben just said. It says, a new installment of the Scream horror franchise will follow a woman returning to her hometown to try and find out who has been committing a series of vicious crimes. I I sort of take issue with the description that Scream is a horror franchise, because Scream is is a is not a real horror franchise, is it? It's a... It's a Slasher. Uh, what's the word? Satire. Oh, satire. You know, the, Courtney Cox is in this, okay? Uh-huh. And I can tell, I could be wrong, but I can tell that she phoned this in just by the trailer. I want to litigate this a little. Because I want to know how you can tell because her face is Botox so hard that you, she can't move it anymore. <laughs> touche. Touche. <laughs> I, I don't have a, a great... Uh, argument against that <laughs> but she is <laughs> she has had some work done in some capacity uh, did you watch that friends thing all of those people's faces looks like they were stapled to the back of their head except for matt leblanc <laughs> yeah um nev campbell does it she looks okay um yeah she was in are you afraid of the dark you know did you know that i did she's also in scream one she's the final girl from scream one yeah and uh, Courtney Cox was the news reporter, so they're bringing back like the like because David Arquette's in it, so they're bringing back the original people from the first Scream, and I have to think that's because of Halloween bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah. Uh, so we're doing that this year with John Carpenter movies. Scream one was Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard. Scream two was uh, Timothy Oliphant, and Scream three was. Uh, Scott Foley. I just spoiled all three of... Oh, there's four. I haven't seen the fourth one. I just spoiled the first three Scream movies for you. What are you going to do about it? Wait, wasn't... Listeners. I feel like a, a woman was... It was like Jamie Lee Curtis was the killer or something. That might have been Scream 4. I never seen Scream Maybe 4. Maybe that was it. I don't... But... I don't feel like I've seen... Well, I know Scream 1 was Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard because there was two of them and they were switching. And I know Scream... Two was Timothy Oliphant and Scream Three was Scott Foley. No, it was. It, you know who it was? Who played the aunt on Roseanne? Oh yeah, uh, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's like Sheldon's mom on Big Bang Theory too. I think she was the killer in one of them. She talks like Reba. She got that Reba accent. <laughs> I could. Re- I could be rem- robot voice. Do I remember this correctly? That she was the killer in one of these. You're halfway correct. Laurie Metcalf played Mrs. Loomis in Scream 2, and she hired Timothy Oliphant to carry out the killings. I'm not even going to say spoiler alert, because nobody cares about these. They're old. <laughs> They're old, Peter. Ever so much more than 20. <laughs> um, Alright, so who cares? Uh, the next trailer here is The Shrink Next Door, and this is the trailer number two for this. You like this. This is a really, really, really good podcast. So I imagine that this TV show version with actors that I love, Paul Rudd, Will Ferrell, and uh, uh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, and like, there's a bunch of good people in this. So I imagine you take those people and you apply them to this extremely bizarre story from this very good podcast that it has to be good. You may have piqued my interest enough to see this. I, I think if Aaron wants to watch this, I'll watch it with her. Uh, mainly for Catherine Hahn, but you know what? I, I like Ant-Man too, so... I'll let you know if it's good. Yeah, let, let me know. 
Because uh, podcast is excellent. Okay, I'm calling. I'm calling. I'm calling. It's uh, how many episodes is that podcast? It's not a long one. It's just such, such a bizarre series of events yeah. that that it was really intriguing. I don't think it was super long. It was like thirteen episodes or something. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so it it does look good though. I will say that. Like as far yeah, as quality, good podcast. That's all I can say. Good yeah. podcast. Good cast. Yeah. Uh, the next trailer we have here is Home Sweet Home Alone, and uh, this for me this is a Bugs Bunny saying no. Yeah, I'm. I mean, this isn't a great trailer, but like, I also can't wait to see a bunch of grown men post that this kids movie that they don't have to watch is going to be ruining their childhood because <laughs> that not a lot of things get under my skin as deeply as when people say that i hate that so this is now the trailer prof prophecies podcast because i think you i think you have made a prophecy that would should surely come true oh guaranteed there's people post that for everything it's like no it didn't because that's in the past and it happened already yeah this uh these people have english accents in this and but in and but you know what you can't hide behind that this looks real bad i mean but it's not meant for us so i don't know i mean it looks bad to us but i guess if you're a kid this probably looks great if i was an adult when home alone one came out would i think that that was really stupid or or does john hughes power over it just make it good by default even though i would have been older do you i mean i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before but do you remember the marketing campaign for home alone 2 and it would it was basically like interviews of people coming out of the theater and people would say, this was my 19th time to see it. And I, and I just, I, I still think about that. I don't know that I've seen any movie 20 times or nearly 20 times. But I imagine like if you were to see that that many times in the theater, not only is that super expensive, surely on like the ninth or 10th time, you'll be like, I'm just going through the motions here. Like I know everything that happens. This, like, why would you do that? I've never seen a movie in the theater that many times. Uh, but I have seen movies in my life more than that. But not in the theater. That sounds insane well, to me. What's your record for seeing a movie in the theater? Uh, I saw the first Avengers, 2012 Avengers, six times. Okay. Yeah, I saw Fellowship of the Ring six times in the theater. Yeah. Six is the max to me. That's yeah. like I needed to get it in my brain for this period of time where it wasn't in the theater and it wasn't on blu-ray yet i did notice one thing i want to talk about in this home alone trailer uh one clip is like a police officer and he like adjusts his jacket and his badge says McAllister. so which McAllister from home alone one do we think this is and i guarantee it's buzz oh yeah that, yeah that's gonna be that would be my guess yeah yep so but we'll never know because we'll never see it Okay. Yeah. Bye. All right. Next trailer we have here: zeros and ones, and I have the perfect description for this. Yeah. The plot of this is an American soldier stationed in Rome with the Va- with the Vatican blown up embarks on a hero's journey to uncover and defend against an unknown enemy threatening the entire world. No, no. This is a Watch Dogs fan film. This is a Watch Dogs fan film. This is. Some someone is blackmailing Ethan Hawke into making this Watchdogs fan film. I I, it is, that's the only like logical answer, to why Ethan Hawke is in this. He he was blackmailed, or somebody's rich dad said, "Hey son, I know you're making this movie. Who 
in your dr- wildest dreams, who would be this main character? And the kid says, oh, dad, Ethan Hawke, he is awesome. And his dad says, you know, it's like Jurassic Park 3. And he's like, what will it take? You know, with the checkbook. And then yep. Ethan Hawke says, you know, 2,000 chicken fajitas or whatever. And then and then it gets made somehow, some way. It, guys, it, it, this looks like a fan film. And then in, they bring him to the island and they take off his hood and it's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it's like, hey, you got the wrong guy. It's like in Jurassic Park 3. Yep. So this uh, this looks... It is mind-boggling that that, uh, that Ethan Hawke is in this. Yeah, he shouldn't be. It's a Watch Watchdogs fan film. Yeah, that's all we have to say about that. Next trailer here is, uh, is called One Shot. There's This is the... This is the booger of the week this is the worst one here an elite squad of navy seals on a covert mission to transport a prisoner off a cia black site island prison are trapped when insurgents attack while trying to rescue the same prisoner so this stars ashley green who is the worst actor in the cataloged universe and she is in that movie uh apparition with sebastian stan that i talked about like last week or two weeks ago the she just died what could have happened to her? The literal worst actor Ashley Green is. <laughs> uh, even worse than the bombs are far away. <laughs> See, that's the thing is this trailer looks like a sequel to that movie. Like the way that the camera looks and the way that the action looks and everything in this looks like how Desert Strike looks. <laughs> you know, these it's it's weird to see these low budget movies have like a fairly decent camera uh not camera work just the camera itself the good quality of the of the camera does not hide the fact that completely unskilled people are making it what's really funny is that it stars scott adkins who is a a very very good stunt man but he's a stunt man so he makes a lot of uh, stunt reels and stuff and I feel like this is just like something he's doing so he can make a stunt reel out of it but yeah so Scott Adkins is a stunt man Ryan Phillippe is in it I haven't seen him in 15 years but Ashley Green's terrible I love Scott Adkins as a person and as a stunt performer he's great but this movie looks really bad man it looks real bad. Uh, it is uh, it is the Booger Award winner, the Booger Trophy winner. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to to slag off your movie, Scott Adkins, but I know that this is just a, a stunt reel. A gold star, a golden Booger star. Yep, for you. All right, next trailer here is a Red Band trailer for Inside Job. This is my favorite one on the list that isn't uh, Hawkeye. Uh, this is a animated series executive produced by Alex Hirsch, who is co-creator and also who might be my favorite content creator of all time. Alex Hirsch created Gravity Falls, which is, I think, the best animated series, like, st- structurally and just in terms of being good. And uh, Cheyenne Tuck... I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, so I'm not going to do it. And and one of the other guys who worked on Gravity Falls and Regular Show. So this is Lizzie Kaplan, and she's uh, an employee in the deep state, and it's about conspiracies that aren't just theories, they're facts, and keeping them a secret. And like these people's jobs is to keep conspiracies a secret. 
and Alex Hurst is a genius, and I can't wait for this. The the premise of this show is just it's too good. It's it's like one of the best premises I've ever heard in the last year. Alex Hirsch uh, is the perfect person to make this too because Gravity Falls is like a show about a mystery, like supernaturally mysteries in Gravity Falls, Oregon. But he wrote a he wrote a massive outline ahead of time, and so there's things like in the background of the first episode that are clues for stuff later, and then there's like backwards messages and like weird backwards audio clips hidden in things so you could figure out like little clues the whole time depending on how hard you looked into it there's more and more stuff so i just feel like he's the absolute person perfect person to work on something like this that makes a lot of sense i don't know that this is necessarily my style of humor or like my type of humor but the premise is so good that i may actually check it out i'll let you know yeah uh, because i'll be watching it right away okay i think i can I can generally tell what things you'll find funny, although sometimes it's a curveball with you. You never know. You never know. Keep you guessing. Um, all right, so the next trailer we have here is The Beatles' Get Back. Yeah, this is Peter Jackson took this old documentary footage that was like sealed away for 50 years and restored it, and it's about the Beatles and uh, them performing on the roof and making this album in like two weeks. Yeah, so the, they did an amazing job, you know, just like uh, they have proven that they can do with this restoration stuff. Uh, but I have an unpopular opinion, I think, uh, on this. Uh, I wish Peter Jackson... I wish Peter Jackson... I wish Peter Jackson would have spent time restoring footage from something else. Like what? That's a great question. I, I, I don't know, but... I just don't care enough about the Beatles to, to, to warrant watching this, even though I'm sure it's incredible. I just don't care. I, I wish it was something more interesting to me. This is a very selfish opinion. Very, I don't, I don't hate that this exists or something, but I just, I feel like I could have seen something cool, but now I won't because he did this. I'm going to watch it. The Beatles are one of the most important bands in the history of music. I, I don't disagree with that at all. So I'm going to watch it. Uh, I don't... I love the World War One thing he made. So... But, like, I'm also weirdly obsessed with World War One. Yeah, the Great War. Uh, I love that World War One thing that he did. What was it called? The... Wasn't it the Great War? No. No, no. The, it, was, it was like, don't, don't forget us or something. God, yeah, we're so stupid. We're, we're so stupid. They shall not grow old. That's it. That's yeah. it. Uh, all right, so the trailer that we both care about here, the second trailer for Hawkeye, and it still looks just so good. Yeah, there's not a lot of new footage in this. No. Uh, they do show Laura, so we get some Linda Cardellini uh, action in this one. And is he, not a lot of new info here. Is he LARPing in that one shot? <laughs> yeah, there's some shot where he's like at like a Ren Fair sword fighting and i i don't know i don't know what's going on there because was was kate in the ronin suit in the background i don't know what was going on i can't wait to find out it was so fast yeah i don't know i wonder if that was the ren fair where loki and sylvie went see i was thinking about that too what if what if you see loki 
and them like in the background, like like they're there at the same time, but they don't they don't notice that any of that's happening. Well, that was in the eighties, though, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it was. There was an episode of Community where Abed got to do a walk on part, like just in the show Cougar Town, like in Community, he was going to be an extra on Cougar Town. Oh. And then in the episode of Cougar Town that they were filming in Community, the real episode of Cougar Town. He walks by in the background like he does in Community. Meta. That would have been what this would be like. Yeah. Well, probably not the case, but I wonder what the connect. If I just wonder what's going on there. I can't wait to see this. I can't wait. Uh, I love Hawkeye. I love the Matt Fraction uh, Hawkeye, and I love Kate Bishop. And we're getting two episodes. Yeah, two episodes, uh, November twenty fourth. So they're putting two out, and then the remaining four will be uh, once a week because there's six total and then this leads directly into to book of boba fett so there's no terrible blank space between disney plus shows can't wait for this all right next trailer is apex yeah so this is a free bruce willis movie hashtag free bruce willis uh (laughs) this one this one is real sad he looks so downtrodden and like he's same old same old he looks like he's really trapped in this movie, and because it's about it's five elite hunters pay to hunt down a man on a deserted island, only to find themselves becoming the prey. So it's it's a hunting people movie, which you know was all the rage last year, and and Jess actually found out why. So she she did some googling and found out that the most dangerous game, the uh, novella that all of these things are based on, became public domain last year. And that's why this is happening. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so now wow. that Most Dangerous Game is public domain, anyone can do it, and so we're getting a flood of these things. This uh, this is all is a weird, like, reverse Predator movie. Yeah, it is. It is a reverse Predator movie. <laughs> With Neil um, McDonough from Captain America. Yeah, Dum Dum Dugan. I feel like this is beneath Dum Dum Dugan. I agree. He's got Fremen eyes. Uh, I can always pick him out in a trailer. And wasn't he in Band of Brothers? Uh, was he? Or was he in Pacific? He's like in every TV show ever made. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Band of Brothers. It was probably early aughts? Good aughts? I've been scrolling for five minutes and I'm only to 2007. He, um, must be ri- he must be really rich if he's in that much stuff. Well, I don't think people get paid a ton for just doing like little spots on tv shows oh uh minority report x files band of brothers yeah he was in he was in band of brothers yeah i i, I that's what i remember him from other than dub dub dugan so yeah this is this is a paycheck movie gotta be he's a he's what they call a working actor yeah uh, oh he, he absolutely is yeah. and i guess bruce willis is too i mean he just keeps making this this just uh shovelware Bruce Willis is like sitting on a bench while while time moves really fast around him, you know, and it's just like him <laughs> sitting still and not moving. We know what we need, Nick. We need like a somebody to do a serial podcast called Free Bruce Willis. Yeah, and it's a deep dive into like how he quit liking making movies, and uh, except for Wes Anderson, his, yeah. yeah, Wes Anderson movie movies. And uh, and then like it culminates at the the last episode that they, they actually do an interview with Bruce Willis, you know. We spent all this time 
freeing Britney that we forgot about Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this yeah, this looks like garbage. Don't even waste your time watching it. Apex. The next trailer we have here is The Black Phone. And guess who's in it? It's Ethan Hawke. It's Ethan Hawke week here on the Trailer Blazers. Ethan Hawke is stacking that paper, boy. Yeah, this is a Scott Derrickson movie, director of Doctor Strange. Uh, After being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. So, you know in, like, Dark Souls where you can get notes from people who died before you on what to do? That's what this movie is. Oh, yes. Yes, it it absolutely is that. Yes. Uh, We got Ethan Hawke wearing a Babadook mask or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Missy sent us this trailer, and I couldn't get it to work on the the phone because it kept... Like, opening weird, but I, I did get it to work eventually, and then when I did, I was like, why is Ethan Hawke in this? And then I was like, oh, Scott Derrickson directed it, so it's probably good at what it is, and I just don't like this kind of movie. No, I don't either. It's it's like a horror movie, which, you know, I'm out, but also it's like, your kid's getting kidnapped? I do not, that is not entertainment. It's not entertainment. It's, it's not really like, oh, but like, horror movies are about your fears and stuff. No, no, no. No, no, the... There's nothing entertaining about that. You're, you're like, you obviously don't have children. This is awful. Well, he does have a dumb Babadook mask on, so he's probably pretty easy to get away from. I bet you he loses in the end. Probably so. And then all the dead children cheer. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to watch this. Uh, like Scott Derrickson, like that Doctor Strange one. But no, I love Ethan Hawke. Uh, the Black Phone is going to be a hard pass for mm-hmm. me. And that brings us to the Dezinth trailer, which is American Boogeyman. And no, this is not a movie about George Soros. <laughs> no, in fact, it is another Ted Bundy movie from the same people that made the last Ted Bundy movie. It says at the end, it says from the producers of Incredibly Vile or whatever that the Zac Efron one. Only this time, Chad Michael Murray is Ted Bundy. I watched the last one, the Zac Efron one, because it was about like the court, the trial of Ted Bundy, which was interesting because he he got executed at the end, so he lost. And uh, this one appears to be more early stuff, which I'm not interested in really seeing play out. Yeah, that that's what I go. I go like, this really happened. It was awful, and you want to watch it? What what in, what in the world? Why do you? Why would you watch this? Yeah, uh, it does star Chad Michael Murray, so maybe if you're a gigantic Dawson's Creek fan and you just can't get past Dawson's Creek being cancelled, you want to see Dawson get revenge on, on all the people. I I hate this. I don't I don't understand why people make this stuff. Like, it's almost like a celebration. That's the thing is is with serial killers, you you once you start to once you start to glorify them then you've lost as a society. Yeah. Like the last one, the Zac Efron one was about the trial. So it was about him losing. So that's a little different. This is, I don't know. This one, I, I didn't get good vibes off this one. Yeah. I hate this. Um, I wish this was not made. Well, good luck, Ben, because I uh, have acquired a time machine and we're going to go back and we're going to stop them. <laughs> Uh, our mission to stop them from making American Boogeyman. Yep. 
I meant uh, to say not, good. Not, I meant to say good news, but I said good luck. <laughs> good luck. Good, good luck. luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the um, Adele Baker's Dazinth trailer. Ah, jeez, you put this on here because you're trolling me. It's, uh, uh, I put this on here because I gen- genuinely thought you would enjoy it. LOL. It's Clifford the Big Red Dog, the final trailer. And uh, let, let me just let me just tell you, you don't even have to read the description of the stupid the stupid thing. Know what it is, okay? I could literally forge the one ring with all the malice and hatred <laughs> I have after watching this. Well, it does have Horatio Sands in it, who I think he recently was like me too'd. So that's not a good look. I didn't hear that. Is yikes. Google him. It ain't good. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is awful. This is terrible. And uh who was it was it Missy or was it Jess in the next room um that had pointed out that like he's not a puppy when he's small, he's like a normal sized dog? Yeah, it was Jess. He's his his CG render is like a, an adult dog. So he has the the proportion the size of, of an a adult puppy. dog. Yeah, but in a puppy size. My small white dog does not look like this small red dog that turns into a large red dog. It's off-putting. It's off-putting. It is. He almost de-ages as he gets bigger. Yeah. Like Benjamin Button. Maybe that's maybe he grows into like a galactus-sized time eater. Clifford Button. <laughs> the big red idiot. <laughs> I don't even know Cl- what I don't even know what that is. Clifford Clifford Button, the big red failure. Clifford Button sounds like a guy who would sell like really <laughs> dumb insurance. <laughs> <laughs> the lamest insurance. I sell vacuum insurance. Hi, I'm Clifford Button, and I sell vacuum insurance. Do you vacuum up too many buttons? They can clog the instruments. I'm Clifford Button. If your vacuum gets clogged, you can bring it in, and I'll pull out the hairballs. I like the, when you suck up all the strings, and you know they're like wrapped around the pot that that rolls on the ground. I can get that off for you, real easy. I mean, and it's not that expensive. Come on down and see me, Clifford Buttons Vacuum Repair Shop. I feel like Fred Armisen can legally sue us for making up this character for him that is so in line with something he would do <laughs> that even though he hasn't done it, he could sue us. <laughs> It's uh, it's like a uh, minority report uh, lawsuit. Yeah, you know, I kind of got Portlandia vibes off of that uh, that Ethan Hawke black phone trailer too. Like he reminded me of the weirdos from Portlandia, the goth guys. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. The scene where he's outside the van. Uh huh. I was like, yeah. I, to- I got total Portlandia vibes off that trailer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for the new new trailers, folks, and that brings us to the trailer mailer. You've got mail. Yeah, w- this wasn't a popular one, probably because we've done too many variations of this same question. Yeah, the, you're, probably, <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> like this this kind of question again. Yeah, we we it was too specific, but you know, and to our credit, we came up with it on the fly. Yeah, like. I- in the moment. Yeah. So uh, our question last week was, with the addition of the multiverse, which MCU character would you like to see a different version of? You may make up your own weird one if you want. So Roba said, I, <laughs> Roba, 
Robot. What's a robot? Robot. Robos. Uh, Robo said, "I would like to see a version of Iron Fist that doesn't look like he just got a B plus <laughs> in his college karate class." I would like an Iron Fist that shows up for stunt training. I would just like an Iron Fist that is just not lame. Anything yeah. above lame. Yeah. You know, Jessica Henwick was good in that show, and but she's the only one who showed up for stunt training for the whole cast. She was the only one. Yeah, and yet she was in this cage fight with two giant dudes, and it was completely unbelievable. And I was just like, "Stop! What? What is this show?" It wasn't a good show. It was not I good. wanted it to be because I love Iron Fist as a character, and then I was lying to myself for a while, and then I was like, "No, this is what how you get." This is like DC. What DC people do? If something's bad, they pretend it's good forever. Oh my gosh, dude! Like, that's seriously profound. <laughs> <laughs> that's the realization I had. Cause like, that's what the the Snyder cut and all this. Like those Zack Snyder DC movies are awful. Like Batman versus Superman is one of the worst movies ever made. I can't even finish it. So pretending it's good is not how you get better things. You have to be honest. And I would say that any DC. WB show or what? What is it called? The CW. CW. Every last bit of that is is the worst. It is the worst. <laughs> I haven't seen any except for like a minute of uh, Legends of Tomorrow and and who, buddy? Oh boy! Now I'm not like so I'm not 100 against DC. I'm just more honest about DC. <laughs> I'm not against it either. If yeah. you make something cool like the first Wonder Woman Doom or Doom Patrol, uh, yeah, like you can do good stuff. But like when it's, uh, I mean, if you go back and watch that Arrow show, it, it should be called Arrow Bullet Dodging the show because like nobody hits anybody with fully automatic weapons. I watched the first season of that show, the whole on Netflix when it dropped. Uh, because John Barrowman from Doctor Who was in it, and that's the only reason I watched it. Oh uh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it is. It's not not my bag, but I really like Doom Patrol, and I loved the Suicide Squad. So, those are my DC picks. Oh, uh, also the Nolan Batman movies. I only like their first one, really. I really, really want to see the Matt Reeves Batman movie. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, it, it, how would they get in touch with us to answer this week's The Question Times if they want to? They can email us if they so choose at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. They can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast where I post new episode posts and questions times. They can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. Uh, do not try and get in touch with, us, touch with us there. I will not check the notifications. That is just it auto posts when we post a new episode. Uh, and if they're feeling extremely generous, they can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, like the 24 generous souls who have given us ratings uh, thus far. And if they do feel that generous, Quick Mickey's going to tell them what happens. Hello, folks. If you're feeling generous and you love us five star writing, what's going to happen, Billy? Well, I'm going to purchase an Ethan Hawk mask, and I'm going to wear it around town. And uh, I ain't gonna talk to no children because that's creepy. But with an Ethan Hawk mask, I might be able to hunt some people down in some kind of game because that's it's. And we'll just call it hunting people public domain game. It's a working title. It's a working progress. But we're gonna figure that out. Uh, but instead of real guns, it's gonna be like Nerf weapons or airsoft or something but we're gonna wear eye protection 
And uh, listen, anytime you have a game with projectiles, you won't put on eye protection. And that's the jab. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent, as always. For the trailer, Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I ruined your childhood. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and a good Ethan Hawke movie is far away! <laughs> he's, the, he's the bad guy in Moon Knight. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Happy Trailsers. Uh. Welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion of the show. Uh, this is this is barely going to be a, a one quarter portion because there ain't hardly anything here. I've still been playing XCOM and PGA Tour 2021. Hadn't been playing a whole lot just because I've been working and I've been tired. But uh, you haven't played anything. Haven't been playing nothing. We still haven't played a round of golf with Kevin. We will. Uh, we will. And we will. Yeah, we'll let you know when we do. Okay, sweet. Uh, I'm, I, I, f- I finally came in first place on a round, so I'm like ready to go now. Excellent. Yeah. There is a little bit of new industry news here. They're, they're doing a Joe and Mac remake. So Joe and Mac is my favorite Super Nintendo game ever made of all time. Oh, I thought it was a Sega game. It came out on both? It might have been both. Uh, my cousin had it for Super Nintendo. So it was Joe and Mac and Turtles in Time are my top two. But Joe and Mac is my favorite, and they're remaking it for PC... And I think on consoles too. So I will definitely be getting this. It's it's just my favorite Super Nintendo game. It's it's cavemen and you fight dinosaurs, and it's really fun. And I like the the style of the original one. Like I like the the drawings and the pixel art. And I just it's good. It's a good game. Joe and Mac. It's not a very famous one, so it's kind of cool that it's getting a remake. Most people I know don't know it, but I love it. Orcs don't use it. Orcs don't know it. Yep, um, I don't know that I ever played it. To be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's not one of the more famous titles, but it was really good, and that art was real good on it, like the dinosaur art. Yeah. Um, we only have one new new video game trailer, and it's a good trailer. It's for the Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the launch trailer. Yeah. Now the game doesn't come out until the twenty sixth, but they put out the launch trailer for it now, and you can just you can find me playing this. Come late October, I'm gonna be playing this. It Guardians looks really game. good. Yeah, it looks really good. They you, you, there's a bunch of different outfits that you can choose for, and they have the comic book uh, costumes, and it they look really good. I, I, the games like this, I switch my outfits so often. Like you unlock them, and I just like cycle through them. I love that. Yeah, I did it on Spider Man. I I changed them out all the time. Every time I got one in Spider Man, I wore the new one for a little yeah. while. Yeah, and it, it's like it's. It just depends on my mood. Like, I would choose them depending on my mood. Like, I'm in the mood for this suit. Yeah, there's a... In Miles Morales for PS5, there's, like, a Tron suit that looks like like a Daft Punk Tron suit. That one... That's the one that I used the longest of any of them because I was just so enamored by it. But then there's also, like, the cartoon ones. Oh, it's such a good... I love being able to switch skins. Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, but I won't pay for them usually. No, I don't like pay DLC. for them. I have to be able yeah. to unlock them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, well, that is, uh, that's literally all the video game content we got, but unless you got anything else. Uh, not a thing. For the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon. 
And I have many skins. Happy trailers. Uh, I hope they're they're all yours. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am a Joe and Mac remake, I guess, because there's nothing else. Happy trailers. I meant to say good. I meant to say good news, but I said. Armageddon.